tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special podcast of Toku Secrets, presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Nathan Desai, and today we have the whole crew here to, um, you might notice there's a little bit of a, some negativity in my voice, because unfortunately today is a very tragic day in the Toku community, um, November 20, 20th of 2022. Um, this was news. It was, it was originally something that came out over the internet, but it's now been officially confirmed. Uh, Jason David Frank, whom everyone in the Toku community knows for playing our beloved Power Ranger icon, Dr. Tommy Oliver, he unfortunately passed away on this day. Um, there, he apparently committed suicide, um, which is, I mean, it's always a tragedy when you, like, Hearing that someone died in general is horrible, but just the fact that they did it to themselves just makes it all, like, even more tragic. And um, the sad thing is, is that some people might have seen this coming, because I think we, like, we here at Toku Secrets were actually voicing some, some of us were voicing concerns about him, because 2022 was not a good year for him. Like, he was, um, like... He and his wife were going through a divorce. Uh, he was, like, making posts on social media. Like, one minute he was saying he was done with Power Rangers and, you know, he didn't want to... He didn't want anything to do with the franchise anymore. But then he's showing up to, like, Power Morphicon. And he even came over here to my home state of Georgia for Ranger Stop Atlanta. I... Honestly, like, as we're recording this now, it's kind of starting to hit me now that he's no longer with us. and. It's, I don't know, like, but I don't want to talk this whole video. You know, you guys can say some stuff too. This is just like really, like, this is just hard hitting stuff right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this is not how I intended to wake up on Sunday mornings. Um, Jason David Frank has had a colossal impact on my life. And while I didn't agree with some of the things he did in later life, um, the way he treated cons or the way he, you know, um, his philosophy, you cannot deny that he is probably the reason we're all here. Like, I'm going to tell you all a story. Um, so, I mean, most of y'all know, I'm a Power Ranger fan from day one. Literally, day at a Dempster, first airing, that's when I began watching this franchise. But, Same. like most people, um, I fell off the wagon a little bit after In Space, somewhere in the middle of Lost Galaxy. It just didn't do it for me anymore. Like, it was hard to, you know be in school and have people say, oh, you're still watching Power Rangers when you're like in, I don't know, 
middle school, high school. It just it wasn't cool anymore. But so I kind of stopped. I didn't see Lightspeed, Time Force, Wild Force, Ninja Storm until years later. But I remember just happening to turn on the TV at the right time randomly to see Tommy skydiving off a mountain and what is what we later figured out to be Dino Thunder. And honestly, when I saw him back in that episode, that reignited my love for the franchise. And I watched all the Dino Thunder SPD. Fell off a little bit again because I didn't like Mystic Force as much until my second viewing of it. But I can confidently say that the last uh, 10 years would not have been the same had I not turned on the TV that day and saw him on TV and decided to like um, watch this. I wouldn't have met any of you guys because I wouldn't have made, you know, we, we were in friends for the Digimon stuff we did before, but I feel like our love of Toku, this, this podcast, the, a lot of our stuff at Otaku Center, Digirancer, that would never have happened mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. that interaction, that one event. And it was the love of Tommy that made all that happen. And I don't know about y'all, but that's a big deal to me. Having the friends I have today because of one character, one TV show, I mean, that's, that's heavy. Like, I couldn't imagine not knowing you guys. But that's, that's where I've been in my mind most of today. Um, just kind of processing that. Yeah, it's a similar story with me. Like I, uh, I stopped watching. Uh, I, I stopped watching Power Rangers after Time Force for a similar reason because, like, all my friends were kind of out of the show. So I didn't watch. Uh, I only watched like some of Time Force, you know, before I stopped it because of my friends. I didn't watch any of Wild Force. In fact, I didn't even know the Wild Force existed. I remember at one point, like, stumbling on Ninja Storm when I was scrolling through mm-hmm. channels, but then I, like, changed the channel. And what's weird is that the first episode I remember seeing of Dino Thunder, like, I remember this day, like, I was scrolling through channels, and I turned on Dino Thunder, and I see Tommy there. But it wasn't just any episode. It was Fighting Spirit. And I remember, like, wow. it was him fighting the White Ranger, when I flip on that channel, and I just couldn't believe it. Like that was a big thing that got me into back into Power Rangers too. When I saw Tommy back, like that was just a that was a huge mind blowing thing. Um, you know, one thing that I think really um, watch me know it. I, I don't want to go on some other thing real quick. I think Anthony and Patrick should be allowed to say something real quick. Uh, go ahead, guys. You can go first, Anthony. Yes, fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going next. Um, oh, I was going to say, you can you go first. Okay, um, I'll go next. I'll go next. Um, oh. I'm, Somebody go. I'm with... <laughs> uh, I, I'm on the same boat with Is I was there day one, and I watched Power Rangers pretty religiously all the way through 
time force uh mostly because after that fox kids fell apart <laughs> and i i didn't really pay attention to where all the shows went after that um but every every generation kind of has that one fictional character that they heavily gravitate to like i know from the 80s it's like optimus prime and oh for the most part but for those of us who grew up in the early 90s you can make the case it was tommy and he kind of went down even through the lore of the show he was known as like the legend of power rangers um acknowledged in like mega force and ninja steel when he returned um but there were moments in time where i when the mighty Morphin resurgence kind of hit back i was kind of getting annoyed at, you know i thought tommy was overrated there were better rangers than him but after a while you kind of sit there and acknowledge that he's uh like pikachu and agumon and some of these other characters that when you think of an ip they're right there next to it and tommy was that guy for power rangers he was the face he was the one that everybody loved even though he may not have been your favorite he was the guy and he held one second anthony can you pick up for me real quick i get some yeah speak for us anthony yeah yeah just pick up anthony go ahead so unlike all you guys basically i i basically am an og power rangers fan and i been pretty much watching every season ever since like i never stopped at all like i even went and watched the season i didn't like so <laughs> i pretty much like been through it all basically and i didn't stop because i'm just that nerdy so <laughs> i was like why stop why stop operates nerd i didn't stop you no it was wow. terrible yeah but i didn't it didn't stop me now <laughs> well credit, credit is you <laughs> You're you're a better man than we are. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a trooper. I, I I never gave up. <laughs> yeah, just like our friends in Wild Force. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I I feel bad joking, but at the same time, part of Jason David Frank's character outside of Tommy, he was a prankster. He liked laughing. He liked joking. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it only feels fitting to throw a couple of jokes in here. Um, I feel anyway. Most definitely. Like it I think even when I was watching the show, like I remember vividly having those VHS tapes of each of those uh five part episodes for the Green with Evil. I remember because I was like I was like, oh this is cool. I remember going to Radio Shack when this was literally back when you know, the before time when people just go to like a store and they rented out these things called VHS tapes <laughs> and they would take it to their house and watch it on their v- on their VCR <laughs> and watch and watch shows. <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> and um yeah, that's 
think I think the first first episode I honestly did see for myself. I think it was when the because I because remember remember it came it came out back in '93. I was born '92, so I'm old, I'm a year older than Power Rangers. So that that shows you how my age is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe I watched the second season. I believe it was the part where Aisha, Adam, and Rocky became Rangers. That's literally where I started watching Power Rangers, like at, and then I went back to watch the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's weird talking about these uh, older seasons. Like, <clears throat> I, I think I'm the only one here that uh, was not born when Power Rangers originally aired because I was born in 1994. But, uh, but what what's weird is that one of my very early memories and. Based on the time when this episode aired, I was probably like nearly a year old. So the fact that I can remember this is just insane. Like, I remember my older brother who was like, he was like nine when Power Rangers was coming out. So he, he's one of those kids that was more like a Ninja Turtles kid, but he kind of watched Power Rangers a little bit when it started airing. He was watching a season two episode and I remember seeing stuff like that. Like I rem- and the funny thing is, is that like I wanted to know like which episode that was, and it was an episode where it's called "Best Man for the Job," where Kimberly and Tommy get put under a spell where they're like fighting each other. Like that's one of my earliest memories as a child, and to have like one of my o- oldest memories like be a highlight with Tommy. Like I don't know, like it. Just remembering that now, like it's just amazing, like how big of an impact some Tommy had, even if we don't realize this. Mm-hmm. I don't, but Patrick, you can go ahead and continue on yeah, with what you were sorry. saying before you guys cut off. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So someone had to uh, open my door <laughs> at the wrong time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was going on this thing of uh, I was on the wagon at one point. I'm thinking he was overrated and everything, but. Like I said, icons. He's the face you think of and everything. Um, so it, I, I kind of just settled on the fact that he's properly rated because, like, like you were saying earlier, Riz, we probably would we wouldn't be here without Mighty Morphin. But I think Mighty Morphin's like ultimate style was because of him. He was the show stealer. For like almost the entirety of the run of the original Mighty Morphin, so I you could maybe go to say that the love for Tokusatsu here in the West is mostly driven by him and Jason David Franks' performance. Of, he was and his iconic heas uh, that I mean everybody knows when you hear those who it is. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Dude, of course when, not. When we it, were watching Legendary War, yeah, and they had like the battle at the end, you could hear oh. in the very distinct, yeah, 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 they, they snuck one in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think like Cam and like a few alien rangers were showing up. I'm just like, why do I hear Tommy in the bucket? Yeah. Yeah. Ranger. Yeah. But. It, he has probably the most iconic uh, 
battle noise and Tokusatsu, maybe. He does. So, I can't think of anyone it, else. Yeah, me either. So, just for like everybody who's here sitting here talking in this podcast who uh, wasn't able to join us in this video or who's watching this, you're involved in this because of him and his character. So, this is not a small loss in any conceivable way. This is like the biggest loss we could have had. And it doesn't take it, 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 it it's there's not very many famous people who pass on that get me emotional. Um Stan Lee was the first big one. And then a couple months before that, Steve Ditko, because he was the co-creator of Spider-Man with Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. um, and then, not even a week ago, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Mm -hmm. No one's gonna, no one's gonna debate me on that. He's he's the Batman for me. He is the Batman. He is the Batman. Always be the yeah. Batman to me. And that one really got me going because my dad grew up a comic fan in the 60s and he raised me and my brother off of comics and one of the first things we bonded over comic watch was the animated series so that one hit all three of us real hard and now this one it i didn't realize how much him and the character tommy meant to me until i woke up this afternoon and saw confirmation like it it hit me like a truck all at once and my mood's been in the dump all day I mean, so, I, I never, I never lost track of Tommy being everything you just said, and they they said about Frank by extension. Yeah, I never lost track of that. But part of my thing of why I kind of I voiced an opinion many times in different podcasts um, that I wanted. You know, that I was annoyed JDF came back for this, JDF came back for that. It wasn't I was annoyed at Tommy or JDF himself. I was annoyed that we weren't getting other cameos from other people that I wanted to see. And I think that's a big distinction that gets lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. Because it's easier for us to latch on into and say, oh, well, screw JDF or forget Tommy. We need to <clears> see other people. But... In all honesty, if if the Beast Morpher crossover had Austin St. John and Jason David Frank, I would have been just as happy, if not more happy. Yeah. Um, if we had more cameos in the Legendary War, or if we had more cameos in Dino Thunder, like, Maybe we had an episode where, you know, another character came back from Mighty Morphin. You know, it would just add to it. Those are things that we all yearn to see mm -hmm. our nostalgia met. But the ultimate nostalgia will always be Jason David Frank. And one thing I've been thinking almost on and off all day is my, my, I don't know if I want to call it a dream. But we're going to go with that for now. Y'all can give me a better word later. Um, 
my my dream and expectation had always been in 20 years from now jason david frank would still come back and do cameos as tommy in whatever season of rangers we have at that point Mm -hmm. like he would come back as like a 60 year old man and still morph into green ranger somehow and he would still rock it like he would still be able to do it it's it's not a yeah. far-fetched thing because that's basically what Aka Ranger has been doing lately. Sentai, yeah, yeah. Because so, his mean, act, his actors up there in age, he's to come back. So, so I mean, it just kills me to know that we won't see him in any future Ranger medium. Like, I know he wasn't in the 30th anniversary. But part of me kind of held out hope that maybe he would have some kind of small cameo, like, you know, maybe he'd get on like a monitor and say, hey, guys, or, you know, talk about something to the team or whatever, like, you know. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think we're going to really see him again, unless we do like a flashback to an older season now. Mm -hmm. And that is devastating to think that the last time we saw him when when Dimensions in Danger came out in Ninja Steel Tommy's appearance actually brought out a lot of things that I wanted to personally see explored further with the Master Morpher and just that storyline and how it works you know like there are so many things left unresolved there and now they're going to kind of be unresolved for a good long time unless they do something clever like it's ADF's kid. I, I don't know. But the fact that we lost a big icon and the legend, that's a big deal, you know? Um, actually, there's a very interesting story that um, if Frankie was here, he would, you know, be able to, you know, add some feedback to this. But... um. Of course, you guys know that, like, I met Frankie on social media, and then I met you guys soon after. Um, well, during that time period, uh, Frankie had asked me, like, hey, do you want to go to this uh, convention in Philadelphia? And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely go with you or whatever. And he was like, yeah, we're being JDF. It's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, stop. We're being, we're being the Tommy Oliver? Okay. So, you know, I went... Um, and of course it was like a long drive um i remember i can remember basically there was like this little like i guess hi frankie hey what's up hey what's this is actually. right on time for the story <laughs> right on time. right when you're talking about our trip to comic-con beautiful yes. all right here we go <laughs> yes. the perfect more perfect time my ears were ringing, man. Let's do this. Dude, so, like, I remember that specifically. Um, we were we were, it was like this special. Uh, yeah, there was like a meet and greet he was having. Yeah, it was a meet and greet. Could not find my freaking uh ticket for some reason, and then I had to go back. And she, the lady, almost threw they almost threw it away. I was like, no, 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 let me get that, and I'll come back. And of course, I'm glad I made it in time. You know, and. Uh, we met oh, him. Oh yeah, we... I remember that. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. So there was a time I almost didn't meet him. Well, I'm glad I did. Whew. And uh, 
we sat, we listened to his little, I guess, spiel. I think I recorded some of it too. I think it's still on, it's still on uh, YouTube. I think I might be able to pull it up on, pull it up on when we get done with this review. Um, but yeah, like, it, so yeah, thanks to Frankie, I met JDF. Yeah, I remember it was around the time where the Legacy Tigers Ord and Sava were just announced. And yeah. I made a comment, yeah. I was like, I can't believe the White Ranger beat the Green Ranger in Morphin Madness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, yeah, that was the one time I met JDF. I did not think it was going to be the one time I met JDF. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, so, within, what, what was it, a 10-day span between Kevin Conroy and this? Yeah, yeah, yes. I was, I was I just talking know. about that. No, like let that. I can tell the story now that Frankie's here. Okay. I woke up this morning. I I must have scrolled for like a half an hour on Instagram and somehow never saw a single post about it. But then one of my buddies outside of Toku has no connection to Toku that I can think of. Messaged me with the single words of. Jason David Frank crying face emoji. And my mind immediately went, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, not a thing. Ran into Twitter, immediately saw the floodgates on Twitter, ran to uh, Google because I didn't believe Twitter. And then it was like, okay, this is a real thing. Real news sources are confirming this. So I called Frankie this morning. <laughs> Yeah. First thing, first thing I did, I called Frankie. And I was like, Frankie, I don't know what, what to do. ZDF is dead. And I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> and then I called Nathan and woke him up, apparently. Like, so I, I, um, I heard about it first thing because Patrick made a comment because we all have a, we have a group chat on Facebook. Patrick yeah. was like, there's something going around on Twitter. I was like, about JDF dying. And Geekdom 101, if you guys know who that is, shared it. And he's usually a pretty reliable source on these things. And I was like, no, 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 don't do this to me. <laughs> and like, uh, Blake Foster, the guy who played Justin on Turbo, like, made like, um, what was it, a sad, like, just like a sad status, but didn't say anything, but changed his picture to him and JDF. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Then this morning, all the news came out, TMZ, this, that, the other, that Jason David Frank passed away. And as much as some people, I mean, I'm part of this, have commented that this is a little bit of Tommy over usage. Yeah, I was just kind of talking about that. You can't deny, I, I, I missed it, I apologize, but I, you I can't deny that he was the face of the Power Rangers franchise. He just was. He is. He, mm-hmm. he is the face. I'm not saying was, because he is still the face of Power Rangers, even mm-hmm. 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. He he is Power Rangers, and he mm-hmm. always will be. Exactly, like he may not have been the iconic suit from the first season, but he was the most popular character. Because let's be real, the most iconic suit is still the Red Ranger. Yeah, yep. he was. He's by far the most popular character. So this is kind of like you murdered my childhood. Um, twice, twice in ten days. <laughs> Yeah. What's next? Yuji What's Naka dies? Hey, 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 hey. No, he's, he's too many ideas. Don't go 22 any ideas, Frankie. Yuji Naka's in jail. 
I heard. Uh, I was actually joking <laughs> with my brother about this. We're both big Mortal Kombat fans. I was like, "Who's gonna die next?" Ed Boon. He's like, "Don't you do that. Don't do this." <laughs> Why are you naming people? Stop. <laughs> Okay, 2022, don't do it, don't do it, 2022. See, it's not 2022, it's 2020 also. So it's 2020 I'm never selling mine because mine has yeah. the signature on it. I can't. My White Ranger, the first figure of that figure watch I've ever owned in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ever going to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I ever told y'all. I think I told some of y'all about this, but I actually bought off of eBay years ago the San Diego Comic Con Ranger key set for Mighty Morphin. Like it had a nice little display case and everything. Oh yeah, you yeah. did tell me that. Yeah. And. I slowly have been collecting autographs from Rangers as I meet them. And I looked at it earlier and I was like, thank God JDF signed both the white and green Ranger keys on the box. <laughs> so Dude. all I'm missing right now is Amy Jo Johnson um, and David Yost and Karen. That's it. And a lot of the actors made comments about it today. Like, I saw Steve Cardenas, Austin St. John, Amy Joe, Walter. Dude, you know which one broke me the most today? Which one? Austin St. John's uh, v- Oh, yeah, because made a video, video about it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That one broke me because, okay, if you don't know. Those two were not friends. Yeah. JDF and ASJ did not get along. They had some beef. Yeah, but to see ASA this broken up about it, that says a lot about the character of JDF to me. It's like the equivalent of like I, I remember you know, I'm a big fan of the of the Beatles and um yeah, you, you, you Paul, too. Yeah, Paul McCartney and uh John Lennon didn't really get along. Like they had a really rocky relationship after they broke up. Yeah. But, I remember watching an interview of Paul McCartney like shortly after uh, John, like it, it was probably like a couple of years after John Lennon had been killed. And like, you know, Paul McCartney was being interviewed about it. And like, he was clearly like really torn up about, you know, John, like he was trying not to cry when John Lennon had died. And it's similar to this, you know, like where, yeah. Austin St. John and JDF didn't really like each other in the same way that McCartney and Lennon didn't really have the best relationship. But when one of them died, all of that beef, all that bad blood just gets thrown out the window and they're clearly torn up about it. Like, it's just really deep stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. And, you know, I, I think the big thing about Power Rangers, like, with Tommy, like every franchise has like a big breakout character that makes it popular. Like for example, you know, uh, I know that this isn't the exact same kind of show, but like, look at that show, Family Matters. That show became popular because of Steve Urkel. Like mm-hmm. Steve Urkel was originally supposed to be just a one-off character, but then he became so popular that they had to make Steve Urkel a regular character. Another it's thing. this. 
Yeah, go ahead, Frankie. Another good example of that is if you go to the Mortal Kombat games, the main character is supposed to be Liu Kang, but the two popular characters are Scorpion and Sub-Zero. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And in Tommy's case, like, so Tommy was, like, I don't know how many people know about this. Uh, we all probably know about it here, but Tommy was written off the show midway through season one when uh, he lost his powers with the Green Candle Saga. I don't know how many people know this, but originally that was supposed to be the end of it. Even when Savan was like committing, okay, we are going to do a season two, they still didn't want to bring Tommy back. Instead, they wanted to introduce a new character to the show who was going to be played by uh, Brad Hawkins. Uh, he was going to become the White Ranger. But the thing is, is that Tommy was so popular. Like, they were going to give Jason David Frank his own show called, show called Cybertron, which ironically enough became VR Troopers, which Brad Hawkins got that show. But uh, parents were calling and complaining to Saban that the Green Ranger was no longer there. And that's when they realized that they had to bring Tommy back. And that's how, you know, and then, of course, they brought him back as the Green Ranger. And then, of course, they realized, like, there's no way we can keep this show going without keeping Tommy on. So they just made him the White Ranger so that he could be a permanent mainstay character without having to worry about all those, like, Green Ranger powers, like, being limited story arc kind of thing. So Tommy is, like, Tommy made Power Rangers. like. I like he is to like Power Rangers what someone like Steve Urkel is to Family Matters. Like, you know, like or like some superhero comparisons. Like, I, I think like, I mean, I don't know if I could use a Spider Man as an example, but like X Men, you know, a a big, you know, like a big team of superheroes. I don't think X Men would be as popular as it was without Wolverine. Because I don't like, know. Everyone knows who Wolverine is. Everyone loves Wolverine. He's like a fan favorite character. You take out Wolver like Wolverine is to the X Men what Tommy is to Power Rangers. Like it's without Tommy, it's really hard to say what the impact of the show would be. Like it may as well have ended like after Doomsday, and then it would just be remembered more as like just some lame show that aired for one season in the 90s. Like, it's, it's just kind of a... Like, I don't think people really understand just how big of an impact he had on the show. And that's the thing here, right? Like, Tommy's involvement from Mighty Morphin until Turbo is why we're still able to morph today into, like, Cosmic Fury next year. Mm-hmm. There's Without... going to be some sort of tribute to him in Cosmic Fury. There has to be. There needs to be because they're they're in production right now. Like they're filming Cosmic Fury. Um, so Simon Bennett, the executive producer, uh, tweeted earlier saying the entire Cosmic Fury cast and staff is just distraught by the passing of ZDF. So I mean, they're all together right now in New Zealand filming. So they're going to probably do something. What they're going to do, I don't know, but. Something will have to be done. It'd be wrong if there wasn't. Yeah. And, I don't know, It to me, it, it's hard to imagine Power Rangers surviving as long as it has 
if the influence that Jason David Frank had not been there from when he came in until now. Yeah, because if you didn't have that character to latch onto, who would you have? Jason? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, Jason's a great character, okay? But he's no Tommy. He's no, not. Definitely. He's just not. Yeah. But, yeah, that character to latch onto is a good point. Because, yeah, in the 90s, the show being marketed towards kids, kids love consistency. And that's actually the, that's actually the reason why they didn't use the Die Ranger, the Kaku Ranger suits in the se- other two seasons because familiarity. The, exactly. Yeah. So having one guy carry on for what? How long was he on the show for? Five, five seasons. Five then seasons. Then he came back for Dino Thunder a few years later. Yeah. For that consistency early on to give the fan base and. At the time, us as kids, like that, that consistent hero that we always knew would be there. And he yeah. started off as the bad guy. I think that's part of what made him so compelling to kids was that he yeah, because bad to good. I think Clean Cara brought this up in his old review of Mighty Morphin. There was no show had ever done something like that. So. Yeah, because at that point, Dragon Ball Z hadn't come to America yet. So the yeah. story for Vegeta... Yeah, so someone like Vegeta... Yeah. So having a a villain-turned-hero, more or less, was new. and Yeah. So he, I saw a video earlier, someone brought this up. It was a really cool point. He went from being like their greatest enemy to being like their holy light when he became the White Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a great full circle moment for him, thinking on it in retrospect. It is. And, you know, I, I think it's even more beautiful in that he came in as the evil villain. He redeemed himself. He became the white light of the team. And then he became the leader, guiding them. And then years later, he was able to help another ranger fight a similar demon because Trent was also evil in Dino Thunder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, his character did everything except be the grisly old man that comes back when he's 60 to morph one more time. Oh, what? They actually did that for uh, Soul of the Dragon, actually. Yeah, I know. I want to say in Mighty Morphin, Tommy was the only character that really had an arc. Yes. So I mean, even even his character, like he actually does change over the course of a series. Because you know, I was watching, like it's very subtle character development. But like when he when he was green, and maybe in some early episodes when he's white, he's kind of portrayed as being like a little like he's strong and you know he's cool and he's a good friend, but he's kind of a little bit like he's he's a doofus. Yeah, he's I don't want to say stupid, but... <laughs> Let's be he, honest, he is a doofus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then by, like, once he becomes the leader, like, you see him a little bit more mature, you know, he's he's a much, you know, more strong and stern leader, you know, kind of like Jason was in season one. And, I mean, he's given other stuff in other seasons, like... In Zio, he did have like you know one episode where he like meets his long lost brother. Um, that that should have been like more than just one episode though. Um, yeah. And 
Okay, he didn't really do much in Turbo, but in Turbo, he was on his way out the door. So, um, but and then you see him like come full circle, like even when he's the mentor in Dino Thunder, we still see him like act as like you know this strong, you know this serious mentor who you know is kind of you know trying to train a bunch of teenagers that aren't like what he and his friends were as teenagers and. You know, we get this one episode where, you know, he has to literally fight for his life against his old ranger powers. Like, in a lot of ways, you could say that Tommy was, like, one of the first major, like, big developed characters in Power Rangers. Because, I mean, so, there are others. Like, I do think that Billy and Kimberly got underwent development because they had the advantage of being there from seasons one through three. And in Billy's case, he lasted through Zeo. But looking back at... Tommy did undergo a lot of change as a character, and not just for like, oh, he's evil, now he's good. Like, very subtle change. Correct me if I'm wrong, was he the first vil- ranger to fight the main villain one-on-one? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that, that fight and against that, Red is iconic, too. Well, I mean... <laughs> he gets destroyed! Yeah. <laughs> he's well, the only... And he's the only ranger to fight Lord Zed if you don't count the Dino Fury rangers. Yeah. So yeah. And his final bout as Green Ranger, he fought off Goldar and a monster at a week at the same time. Yeah, with did. no powers. I mean, I'm just saying they're no Lord Zed though, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean but that just speaks to the t- that's the testament to Tommy's capability. That's true. He didn't need power to defeat Goldar. No. Goldar was becoming a punk starting in season two. Let's just call it space. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was throwing out a Power Ranger footage to work off of. <laughs> so they just made him a loser. But <laughs> poor Goldar. Well, the way I look at it, and that's a whole different topic for another podcast, but real quick, because you this is he started being an idiot with Rito, so maybe there's a little bit of weight to that fight, but well, I don't know. The the thing is. Rita Repulsa said it best in, I think, season three or two. She said, oh, God, Vulcan Skull. They're basically a uh, squat and baboo. And then later, B- uh, Vulcan Skull take Rita and Goldar, and they become like them. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, they do. <laughs> wasn't that in ZL? So yeah, Mighty Morphin always needed... A set of good and bad Bulk of Skull characters. One on the good side, one on the bad side. Oh, Squat and Babu kind of went to the wayside because A, their suits were going bad, so they couldn't use them as much. But then also, Goldar and Rita were around, so why not? And by the way, Rita said that in the episode where Tommy becomes the White Ranger, by the way. Yeah. I think uh, now would be a really good time for uh, us, like, just talking about the impact. I think we should all, you know, we should talk about, like, what our favorite moments with Tommy is. I know that that entails a lot, but I think we should all talk about that briefly. And I can let you guys start off with that first. Whoever wants to go first. I mean, I'll um, go first, sure. Okay, go for it. My all-time favorite Tommy moment is always going to be when he becomes the White Ranger. 
I just feel like that brings his arc full circle. And I, I like my personal favorite Tommy is the White Rangers. So, so when he, when he takes the mantle of the White Ranger, I think is pinnacle Tommy for me. My my favorite Tommy thing is actually Forever Red. Having him assemble a veteran a cast of Red Rangers and have him kind of lead that effort. Um, that's a really cool scene and a really cool visual to me. But my favorite Tommy power is green. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the most iconic. It's the Honestly, it's the cooler power because if you have to compare Saba and the gra- uh, Dragon Dagger, I will take Dragon Dagger any day of the week, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, for me, my favorite power is definitely green because for those who have watched uh, some of our Sentai reviews, I kept mentioning that the Zoo Ranger suits are my favorite and the Dragon Ranger suit is my, indivi- my favorite individual suit of all time. Um, but when it comes to moment, man, there's so many of them. When that legendary fight between him and Jason, where he gets purified, is amazing. The time when he becomes the White Ranger, but I think for me, it's and you'll probably agree with me on this, Nathan. The the episode from Dino Thunder, where he oh, 100, where he fights his the previous form, and at the end of the episode, he goes. Dino Thunder Black for the first time and seeing him more for the first time when you get to that episode you can't help but have this big stupid smirk on your face <laughs> where he, yeah. he's, been at, he's been out of the game for so long but he didn't lose it <laughs> no he was, I mean... he was so and, and, and then a special little toss into him using the Master Morph for a Ninja Steel seeing him flip between Green, white, zeal, red, dino, thunder, black was just too awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know we give a lot of crap to Legendary War, but seeing Tommy lead the Rangers, yeah, all the Rangers throughout time and space, literally, to come help the Megaforce team. That that moment right there, it's it's our fandom basically having told Saban, Tommy is the leader of all Rangers. And he led them to help the team. And he he gave the inspirational words of, Hey guys, we're here to give you a hand. Mm-hmm. Like when he said those words, you knew that things were going to be okay. It didn't matter how many grunts they brought, that Tommy brought back up and Tommy was going to save the day. Too bad that fight sucked. <laughs> oh my God. And that's why I said we give it crap. But, yeah. but the, the emotion and the buildup there, especially with you know, seeing all the other teams on the mountainside. Yeah, the buildup was cool. The battle itself was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, because there's still all the Sentai footage for that well, one. It was better in Sentai, honestly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But but yeah, th those are that was another part that I just I fell in love with. Like, he, it's so iconic to see him come back after so long. Because I mean, to to kind of to kind of bounce off of that point you're making, he Green Mighty Morphin Green is our Akaranger. Is it's, it? I mean, Akaranger is I would say so. the leader of Super Sentai. Yeah, he I know. Led... But if we're talking iconic status, it'd probably be the Red Ranger. No, I, I, mean... I think he fills that role of being the, the, the kind of like the de facto leader of every Ranger. And You I know mean, that when Aka Ranger's actor passes, it's going to have waves. And oh yeah! Oh this, god, Sentai's done. Sentai's done. This, this <laughs> and this, this is that same effect that's going to happen. I, just, in I don't. Japan. I don't know who's going to be the um the the crossover character now for each anniversary. I don't know. For um yeah. for Power Rangers, Sentai. No, for Power Rangers, not Tommy's, because he's been—he was in almost every anniversary special except for once a Ranger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll probably be Jason Font or Johnny Young Boss, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what is your? Sorry, go ahead, guys. I don't think Anthony said his yet. Yeah, no, no. I was about to ask Anthony what his yeah. is. Yeah, you go. Uh, you yeah. go. Um. I'm I'm torn between two because there's two I really really enjoyed. First is obviously Forever Red because you know it's Forever Red. That, I that's mean, yeah, that. that's still the best anniversary episode in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And Fighting Spirit because it was just the fact that it hits differently now that I now that I I rewatched literally watched the episode literally not like not too long ago before we started this and. It it feels different watching it now because of you know what happened, and it's like dang, like. Mm. So yeah, that's definitely one of the best episodes of Dino. Oh, big facts. So um, Frankie doesn't know this. I'll re-say it again here. Um, I made a well. I don't think I said in the podcast actually. So hey, we're gonna talk about it now. Cool. And I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, part of my coming to terms with what happened today, I I made a music video, um, just showcasing Tommy through the ages, and I specifically made a big focus of it halfway through on the Fighting Spirits episode, fighting each individual ranger because not only is that just a badass set of fight scenes, but it really speaks to the mental health issues that JDF was facing at the time. Like, he's literally fighting his own demons in that episode. Holy shit. So I pulled that in and made it a big part of it because I felt it was very apt to have... When you, when you put it like that, oof! Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm, I'm getting this TI. 
No, I mean, he. I, I was misty eyed making the dang video, dude. Like, dude, I I'll, couldn't sleep last night. Like, oh my God. I'm glad I didn't know until this morning. So Aren't you lucky? <laughs> I found out last night. <laughs> and you didn't message me. You, we actually, we were, we did. It was in the group chat. <laughs> oh, the one I muted. Or not. You know, we were still in the night. Like, nah, it could be real. <laughs> I was hesitant even telling you, saying something in the chat when I saw the news on Twitter last night. I, I, because I didn't want to like be like. Well, they just did a couple days prior. Oh, Jimmy Fallon died, but Jimmy Fallon's fine. So right. right. <laughs> God knows how many reports about how the guy who played Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is dead, and yet he's still alive. So hasn't he? Right. Hasn't he? Hasn't he died three times already? <laughs> three or four, something like that. <laughs> you know, I one thing I want to say here. Uh, now, to be fair, I don't know if this was the intention or not, but what, like, Tommy's moment where he becomes the White Ranger, like, when he first appears, like, an angel descending, like, from heaven to help the Rangers in their time of need, that's probably my favorite moment for Tommy, uh, besides Fighting Spirit. Um, like, there were some people that speculated, so... Um, just to give a hint on like just how big Tommy is and like how iconic that moment is, some people actually speculate that this one episode of Family Guy actually made a reference to that, where um, it's a it's an early Family Guy back when the show was actually still good, um, where it's the episode where Stewie kills Lois and then uh, Peter is put on trial. Some people have actually said that the scene where Lois shows up in the courthouse where she appears like out of a white light. Some people have said that that was Seth MacFarlane making a reference to that. So, if that's the case, and I don't know, I can't talk to Seth MacFarlane right now, but if that's the case, then Tommy's moment becoming the White Ranger was so big that Family Guy had to make a reference to it. I wouldn't be shocked because he is a big fan of a lot of '90s pop culture stuff. So yeah, he is. I mean, you see, I mean, in '80s too, you see Transformers and Family Guy every so often. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think Master Chief's been on Family Guy. <laughs> Who hasn't at this point? <laughs> Joe Biden, I think. Oh man. <laughs> so question and I'm gonna give my answer to the question after um I've already heard Anthony and Frankie's story of how they met CDF. Nate, I know you've met CDF and I don't know if you have Patrick, but I haven't. I never okay. got the chance. So, oh, that's unfortunate. So Nate, how how did you meet ZDF, and do you have a story there? Because I'm going to give mine after. Well, I didn't like. I I met him like briefly. Actually, it was actually this year um, where I was um, like, he actually showed up to a ranger stop Atlanta here in my state, and uh, which was really weird. I I didn't expect for him to be there because like ranger stop Atlanta is like I don't know like. Like, you have Power Morphicon and then Ranger Stop in, like, Orlando. Ranger Stop Atlanta is not really that great. Like, Ranger Stop Atlanta is unironically, like, Mom, can we have Power Morphicon? No, we have Power Morphicon at home. And Ranger Stop Atlanta is Power Morphicon (laughs) at home. All right, that was good. That was good. (laughs) Yeah. Ranger Stop Atlanta is unironically that meme. Um, So I was surprised to see him. And then 
you know, I ran into one of my coworkers because um, one of my old coworkers from UPS, uh, I don't work at UPS anymore, but uh, he was actually in line because he was a huge Power Rangers fan and I had no idea that he was. And he was meeting Jason David Frank and he invited me to like, you know, get in the photo with him and Jason David Frank. So it was cool to, you know, be in there. I didn't really get to talk to him that much because, you know, with uh, with uh, Jason David Frank, uh, you know, there being a long line, people weren't able to talk with him. But it was still fun that I do have a photo with me and Jason David Frank. I wish I got an autograph from him, but just being able to talk to him is fine enough. It's a pretty simple story, but, you know, and I also got to thank my coworker for allowing me to be in that photo with them, because if I hadn't been in there, uh, I um, never would have been, I could never show a photo with me and Jason David Frank. So thanks a lot, man. Oh, I also want to like thank Frankie as well for like, like I said, if it wasn't for you, man, I would have never even met him. That's what I'm here for, G. So, my story, many years ago, I got a message, and I don't know the full, I don't remember everything anymore as well as I did back then, but the long and the short of it was, there was a small cosplayer meetup in Houston, and at that time, I lived in Louisiana still, and, you know, we we were given a invitation to go attend it, and we were kind of on defensive do we want to go or not but then the website updated and there was an announcement that Jason David Frank was coming and immediately my friend and I decided we're going and so we got up early on that Saturday morning drove out to Houston which is about a three and a half hour drive Honestly, more like four hours, given where we went in Houston. Um, and it was at a park. It was, just an, it was just a little cosplay meetup at a park. And the way they got Jason and Frank to come out there, the lady running that event, her daughter goes to karate school with Jason and Frank's dojo. No shit. So, wow. So she, she asked him can you make an appearance for me? And he said, absolutely. Unfortunately, as the event got closer, he had to take a trip out of town. Oh. But, but he didn't have to leave to go out of town until later that day. And, I mean, look, I know y'all travel. You've all, probably all been on a plane at some point in your life. Yes. It's really stressful to be you know, having to go to the airport to get on a plane to go somewhere, right? Like, you want to get there on time, you want to get there and get checked in and all that stuff. JDF, despite all that, still came to that park that day for an hour. And he talked to us and hung out with us for an hour. Then he went and got his plane to go wherever he was going. That's what he was like, man. And he was the first major celebrity that I met that I really wanted to meet. And so I was really tongue-tied. I was very awkward. I I didn't know how to talk to him because I'd never done this before. Now I can talk to people, no big deal, but 
back then I didn't know how to talk to people. And I just remember him being understanding and talking to me, making me feel welcome and taking a photo with me and doing the signature fist in the air when you're, you know, taking the photo with him and him thanking me honestly for, you know, making a trip out there. Cause I told him we're from Louisiana and he said, I came a long way just for a cosplay uh, meetup. And I said, I'm not here for the meetup. I'm here to literally meet you. And he thanked me for that. And it just felt nice to know that he appreciated the effort I took to go meet him. And I met him a couple of times after as well. I met him at MechaCon, I think in 2012. He's been to a couple of our Comic-Cons in Louisiana. And every time I go, I'll definitely at least go get in line, shake his hand, and thank him for what he's done for our franchise and for our, you know, just how he touched my life. Because he really did touch my life in ways that I can't even explain even now. Yeah, that's what, if anyone grew up watching my Amor for Power Rangers, that, that's what he did to you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you meet him and you get tongue tied because you don't know what to say. It's like you're meeting your childhood hero. It's like, oh my God, you're okay. real. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I met Austin St. John and Walter. Um, what was it like three or four years ago? I was a little tongue tied meeting them, but I could, you know, I could hold a conversation. It's not the same. It's not the same. And I mean, like when I met Jason Font and uh, Aaron Cahill, you know, I, I had a full conversation with them. I told them what I was up to. I told them I was in school, what I was studying, what my dreams were. And we talked like back and forth for a while. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Time Force is just not as iconic as Mighty Morphin. No, it's not. But not even close. But in our but on our fandom, that's the close second, right? Like it's still the goat though. I mean my favorite season's still in space. But well yeah, but you know. I can relate to Riz, because like I remember when I first met uh like literally my first Power Ranger actor ever, uh Dan Southworth, when he came to a con here in Georgia. And you can actually see how starstruck I was because I did an interview with Dan Southworth that day, and it's posted on this channel. Like, yep, I was like, my mind was blown, and like, I, I was probably really socially awkward. And I thank Daniel Southworth for not uh, not being uh, not being too hard on me, you know, cracking jokes on that. But I can understand where Riz is coming from, just not barely being able to talk. I've, you know what I mean. I've only had the chance to meet one ranger, and then I want to tell this story because it's very brief and it'll loosen the mood a little bit. But it was a Walter Jones about five years ago or something. He was here in Montgomery, and uh, I got up to the table, and he shook my hand, and he was like, "So how you doing today?" And I said, "I'll stand next to my brother," and I was like, "Well, you're the first Power Ranger that me and him have ever met in person, so this is the first time for me." So he just leaned back. Uh, sprayed his arms out and said, "I hope I make your first time a great experience." <laughs> oh wow! I'm so much like Walter Jones. Oh, dude. <laughs> so, my brother and I just lost it right there in front. He was a he was a great guy to me. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he's going to the anniversary special, so that's cool. Oh yeah, I'm Walter excited Jones for that. taught me how to morph at uh, Louisiana Comic Con. That's yeah, awesome. He, yeah, like, he, he, he's he gave a, me his morpher. And he walked me through the motions of morphing, and we could take a photo of it. I heard Johnny <laughs> Young Bosch is really cool too, but I haven't met 
He is. I mean, he's really awesome. I've met him. Yeah. Uh, Steve Cardenas made me do that more pose when I met him at Ranger Stop Atlanta. So, yeah. <laughs> is a lot of fun. Well, I, I got to change my legacy more for batteries. Those things are dead. Man, <laughs> the news this morning makes me really annoyed that I have to wait a couple of weeks to go back to Louisiana to get my Dragon Dagger. I should get my Dragon yeah. Dagger out of storage. Yeah, I got my Dragon my... Dagger and Saba up in my closet. I'm tempted to get them both out. I have my um, I have the Dragon Sword on display, but I don't have the uh, the Dragon Dagger on display. Zapper Legacy. I don't have the Legacy Dragon Sword. Yeah, I have, I have his Legacy Dragon Sword. I have the Zap uh, and the Skull of Shigokin. Those are the two Okay. <laughs> Zaps in Dragon Sword mode and Soul of Jagokins in Ultra Sword mode. Heck yeah. Zap one sucks, though. Don't buy it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As we'll see with the review that we're coming out later on Phantom Toy Box. Woof. Let's uh, just hope the uh, Astro Megas will be a lot better, hopefully. Yeah, that thing pissed me off. <laughs> anyway. Um... So here's the awkward silence where I'm trying to think of what to say that I haven't already said. But, you know, like, I think one of my favorite stories that I heard with Tommy, you know, Riz mentioned this earlier, how, you know, I think this is a good thing to, like, you know, just bring up some really funny memories that uh, people brought up with Jason David Frank. The, this is actually stuff that uh, I remember watching interviews on No Pink Spandex. Uh, this is way back, like, in 2008. Oh, I um, remember those. Oh, wow. Like, here are some of the pranks that Jason David Frank um, apparently pulled. Um, so now these were all um, pranks that he apparently pulled while they were uh, filming the movie. Although some of them might have been when they were uh, when they were uh, filming the actual show. Um, there was one point where uh, Steve was asleep, like he was sleeping on the couch, and Jason David Frank came into his room. And took his pants off and stuck his butt in his face, but he never woke up. And then, like, later on, uh, you know, he got really annoyed with Steve. And he says, like, dude, I put my butt in your face. And then Steve is like, no, 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 you didn't, no, you didn't, no, you didn't. And then Johnny <laughs> walks up to him and is like, yeah, he did, buddy. He did. He did. <laughs> my favorite is when he put the but, fly in a David Yost sandwich. Yeah, he put, a, he put, like, a huge fly that that story is really funny because like if you listen to David Yost's version of the story, it's really hilarious. Where like he was dying of hunger, like he was so hungry, and he was just asking like, "Man, can somebody give me something to eat?" And then Jason David Frank is like, "Oh yeah, I'll make you a sandwich." And David Yost is thinking like, "Oh man, he's so sweet, such a nice guy." And Jason David Frank put a huge fly in the sandwich. <laughs> I didn't tell him, and he ate it. And, he ate the whole thing. Yeah. And he, he did a lot of other things to David Yost. Like, he once, like, just walked up to David Yost and, like, broke a brush over his head. I think my favorite story is that he once broke into David Yost's dressing room while he wasn't there. And he took a huge marker and signed on David Yost's uh, couch, To Dave, I am the greatest ranger of all time, Jason David That was just there in his trailer for the rest of the series. <laughs> I'm glad his sense of confidence has been there from day one to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other one I remember, just to wrap, the, wrap up with the spring section, like, he, uh, 
Apparently they were filming um, a Christmas episode. I'm dreaming of a White Ranger. And there's a scene where Kimberly is like, hey, Tommy, we're under the mistletoe, you know, kissing scene, blah, blah, blah. And there was once a blooper where, you know, you know, Amy Jo Johnson says, Tommy, we're under the mistletoe. And then J.C. David Ring is like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then he takes his pants off. And then there's just this really awkward silence. And then everybody's like, cut. Like, and that's, that's why he's my hero right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, we tell me that that Idiot literally went took a like took a note from Patrick from freaking um, SpongeBob and was like, "Let's get naked." <laughs> you know that explains why I am the way I am today. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> That would explain a lot. I'm sure there's a billion other pranks, but these are the ones that like are officially on the record. Yeah. So something I want to say for our listeners uh, before we end this. Jason David Frank in his later years had been working on a new project called Legend of the White Dragon. And he was so proud of it. He was ready to give it to the fans and let us all watch it. It's coming out next year. Um, to me, it's tragic that he's not here to see it come out next year, but I am already a Kickstarter supporter for it, but I'm also going to make sure that when it does come out, I take the time to watch it and we all got to, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of want to say that we all owe it to him to watch it. I know it, we gave him some crap about it at Morphicon when he went there specifically for that reason. and. He told us in early August, um, my time as Tommy is over, and I'm now only Eric Reed, who's the title character for Legend of White Dragon, and we give him crap for that. But I want to respect his his vision, if that makes sense, for what he wants to do with his life after. Because he didn't owe us anything that he did for after being Tommy the first time. But he did everything he did for us as the fans. And I think at least I owe him, you know, watching the movie and Legend of the White Dragon was all about. How long was that that? production for? I feel like I've been hearing about that since 2014. Not that long. I mean, maybe two, three years at the most. Is it really only? I'm sure it's been longer. I don't think think it was like 2018 when he had brought it up. I think it was 2018. I think. And I mean, he got it fully funded. Like, it's, it's, I think, a half a million dollars raised for it. Yeah. And they're making a full feature length movie, and they brought back a lot of talent, like Jason Font's in it, Sierra Hannah's in it, um, Serena Vincent's in it. Uh, Anthony, the guy who played Diggle. And yeah. Aaron, he's, oh, he's, in it. Oh, okay. he's in it. Yeah. So. I, I just want to say it's heartbreaking to me to know that he was pouring so much of himself into that movie and he won't be there to see the final post-production and the first airing of it. No. Wow. Yeah. And I, I think one other really important 
thing, not just in relation relation, relation to uh, Jason David Frank's death, but just in general. So, as we said at the beginning of this video, Jason David Frank's death was officially by suicide. Like he was dealing with so much, and this is something I want to stress to anybody who's watching or listening to this. Like, if you're ever dealing with mental issues, and and I and I. And I think every one of us can say that we've been there. I mean, I've been dealing with anxiety sometimes this year. Like, please, like, just know, like, if you ever feel like you are tempted to take your life or something like that, it's never worth it. There's always people there who love you. There will always be people there who want to listen to you, even if it doesn't seem like that. It's never worth it. Yeah, suicide no. is a suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and it's not worth it at on any occasion. Yeah. And I, I understand. Like I went through some eras of my life where I was suicidal, but mm -hmm. I'm here, and I am beyond grateful that I'm still here with like everybody in this podcast, and my family, and my friends, and. I just, I, it's never worth it, guys. And, you know, if you want to reach out to us, you know, we're like, you know, here on Anime Secrets, we'd be happy to lend you advice. Just, it's never worth it, guys. And just don't yeah. do it. No matter how much, how low you feel, there's always somebody out there who does care about you. Even exactly. if care about you. It could be a stranger, but someone out there does care about you. If you haven't heard it today, whoever's listening, I care about you. And that, that um, alone makes someone's day. And like, I, yeah, I, please people talk to some, like, like people will listen. Just talk to someone. We're, we, you don't have to go through this alone. I, I feel like it, it's heartbreaking that people have to deal with it on a regular basis and they feel like they can't talk to anybody or they can't, you know, communicate their feelings and they feel like they're going to be like, ostracized or rejected by them it's like no don't think like that people will care yeah people do care and i mean it's such a tragedy in our society that men's mental health is put on the way and the back burner it's almost laughed it's, at yeah, yeah like if you tell mm -hmm. somebody and you're if you if you're a man and you tell someone that you have like <laughs> depression or something you're told to man up and deal with it, but that's not the answer here. The, the answer is to be a friend or a family member and to say, I'm sorry you're dealing with this. How can we help you? What can we do? And hey, you're a stand-up person. That's, that's, that's so much better than belittling somebody because everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own demons that they're facing mm -hmm. literally right as you said that my dog came up took my shoe and walked away what a <laughs> demon <laughs> he was like I, yeah you don't need this uh, <laughs> to, kind of, to kind of bounce off that through. point a little bit because positive energy and then you just go what a demon <laughs> <laughs> to, kind of, to kind of bounce off that point a little bit because this is a phrase that uh i heard someone tell me a while back um if you're ever suffering from problems like this and someone tells you to man up, it's actually stronger to admit that you have problems than it is to hide them. Yeah. So, 
if anything, it's more of a man to admit you have a problem than it is to ignore it. And yeah, trust me, hearing that line changed a lot of my mentality. So it, it, bottle it up, bottle oh, it yeah. up, and then you're going to explode. Yeah. And that was me in high school, and I hated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Everything that they just said, it's... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything else we want to say, guys? No. If we're going with closing thoughts, I would like to say something that I said at the beginning, again, just to reiterate. Um... I'm assuming I have to go for that. So um, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to Jason Eric Frank. Um, he molded my life in so many ways that I can't even begin to tell you. Um, when I was a kid, I had all the action figures. I'd play with them. I'd make up my own little stories about them. I'd watch yep. them on TV. I would, you know, he, he that that TV show was there most of my life and his performance literally is why I'm a fan of Toku. Literally the reason why I have you guys as my friends. No, well, we met because of Digimon. Well, I know, I know we met because of Digimon, but our friendship strengthened to the point where we could form a podcast like a Taco Center at Digimon. Oh, though, we wouldn't know Digimon without Power Rangers, so we turned into Fox Kids because of Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, if we hadn't had Power Rangers, we would never have been friends. And that, to me, is a depressing world to live in. Holy crap. So, for that, I want to say a sincere thank you to Jason Eric Frank, because I've met so many people in the fandom that I'm really close with that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have the fandom. Um, as much as I have fallen off the Power Rangers train in the last decade, that show was a huge part of my gro- my, my year, growing up years. And our man JDF has a lot to do with that. And... My heart's out to his kids, his, I guess, ex-wife, everyone who knowed him, per- knowed him well. Everyone who knew him personally. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. This is sentimental. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but may the power protect you, my friend. R.I.P. Yep. To end this podcast, Nate, I want to do something a little bit different. I just, I, I want to say one other thing. Uh, okay. So, um, you know, if uh, wherever you guys are, uh, Trini, uh, Master Fant, Kimberly from that Bioman pilot, and uh, Shane, and uh, Udana, I think I got everyone. Ernie. Uh, Zeno. Um, what was that? Zeno Wing, too. Zeno Wing. All, all the Ranger, all the Power Ranger characters. You got a new friend up there, wherever you guys are. Just take care of them and may the power protect all of you guys. So the way I want to end this podcast is we all say, see, Aya together. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) Come on, Frankie. Just come on. Just one time. I'm not. No. (laughs) (laughs) No.
Played? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Damn. There's a limit to what he could get out. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Well, fine. I'll do it. And y'all can throw me if you want. Ready? Alright. Alright. Three, two, one. See! I, uh, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of dorks. <laughs> Look, yeah. dorks. We're a I'll bunch of there. dorks. We met because we're a bunch of dorks, and I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, this was our tribute at Anime Secrets to uh, Jason David Frank. We hope you guys have enjoyed this, and uh, remember to check us out at, uh, remember to check out our Toka Secrets podcast on uh, Spotify and iTunes, and check us out at Anime Secrets on social media. But most importantly, guys, uh, just stay safe, and remember that you are loved by many people, and never give up. And Jason David Frank, May the power protect you. Thank you for all the memories. And you may be gone, but you will never be forgotten. And that's where we end this. Goodbye, guys.